This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College. Wow! I am in the studio with another radio professional. You sounded amazing. (laughs) It's so funny because when I tell my people to say that, like all of them have radio experience or some experience with speaking and they always get jumbled up and they can't say it, but you just said that perfect. Like, I want to go to Summit Bible College. What's Summit Bible College? (laughs) Well, some people might say I have a face for radio. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. My husband's always like, why do you always get so dressed up when you do the radio show? I'm like, I don't know. I got to get in character, I guess. <laughs> it just makes me feel good to be dressed up, even though no one sees it's, me. It's, you know, dress for success, right? Yes. Yeah. Dress for the job you want, right? <laughs> Anyways, it's so great to have you, J.D. Newquist. I have known you for a long time, and the funny story is no joke, Greg. No joke. I'm talking to my engineer. I came to Summit Bible College when I was just turned 20 years old. In fact, I was still 19, I think, when I came to the orientation of Summit. And this is the funny story. So Dr. Victor is the president of Summit Bible College. He is now like a father to me. He's one of my favorite people in the entire world. He has helped lead me in the Lord. God has blessed me with his like counsel and wisdom. Um, and not only is he like a spiritual leader for me, he's also just, uh, he's running the Bible college and he's a great leader in this community. So I'm super honored, but he was leading the meeting. I had never met him before. I was basically just saved within the year. I was a brand new Christian and JD Newquist, who I have here with me today was sitting in the back of the classroom, not saying a word to anybody. And it was a room filled with people. We had a couple of staff members that were there. The guy who invited me was there. The girl, one of the other girls who I had spoken to was there. I walked straight to you after the meeting because for some reason you were just, the Lord like highlighted you to me as just a father, somebody who was safe because I was nervous. Like going to Bible college is a big deal. And I was like, I was young and and Mm -hmm. I had a lot of, of questions before me as far as my future. And that was, that was like a huge moment for me to sign up for the Bible college. It changed the course of my entire destiny. And you were the first person you literally helped me say yes. And I don't even remember our conversation, but I remember that I was a little intimidated by Bible college and just the whole process. And I remember you just made it feel like a safe decision. Like it was the right decision. Like God was leading me there. There was a reason why I heard about summit on the radio, all the things. And you prayed for me and like, ever since that moment, like I've always just had like this super strong connection with you, even though we don't see each other very often. I'm just like, you have the father's heart. Like you really do. Well, I can still remember exactly where we were standing in the building over there, you know, and having that conversation with you because it was significant. I could tell uh, as far as far as being the fatherly aspect of it. And the fact that you call me JD, you see, I'm only known as JD in two places on the basketball court and it's Summit because Doc and I would play basketball. <laughs> so, what are you known as? Well, David. That's my husband's name. So. Yeah, so it's funny. So, um, oh. you know, he always calls me JD. So when I'm around, because we were on the basketball court, it was always JD. Yes. We, anyway, long story. But and, and the fatherly aspect also, I'm so glad that Doc takes such good care of his health. Because I'm godparent for all his kids. See, we've known each other way back from the 80s. And... We've been playing basketball together and we're friends and all that from the beginning and way back when they started Summit. And uh, he asked me if he and Joyce passed away that I would raise all his kids. Oh my gosh, and there's a lot of of kids. (laughs) Eight! (laughs) 
You're like, as long as you keep working out every day, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he's not the only one. So I, I added up all the kids that people asked me, that, would you raise our kids? Oh and it came gosh. up to 20-something kids. Ooh, Fortunately, wow. all the kids are grown up now. I'm safe. <laughs> that <laughs> but, is hilarious. But I guess others have seen me in that kind of that safe fatherly role, somebody oh. they can you know share with and they won't be, well, they'll just be encouraged and yeah find some answers and so i'm glad i was that for you and here we are look at this i know 10 years later more than 10 years later because that was that was close to 14 years ago wow because i'm 34 now and i was barely 20 when that happened so that's so crazy (laughs) something like that (laughs) it's just wild and you know summit has grown since then we're in our new building now it's just amazing it's like four times the size three times the size of the other one and the other one is being renovated for something really special to be announced and i just um, i'm glad i didn't Tell, I know. tell what it is. I already, ha- I already have told everybody what it is. And Dr. Victor told me not to. I was like, oops, I didn't know what I was supposed to say. a secret. Yeah, but it'll be announced soon enough. All of that to say, um, I have you in the studio today. It's just great to have you, honestly. But we ran into each other the other day at the college. And it was funny because I was on my way out the door to get my kids. Um, I only work at the college two days a week for a couple of hours because I'm a mama and I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. But thankfully, Dr. Victor still allows me to be there because I feel like it's still part of my calling um, to be there. But you and I hadn't talked in so many years. I didn't realize how much catching up we had to do. And we were just kind of glued to each other for like 10 minutes, like talking about that fast. And um, it was so nice to catch up with you. And you had shared about an event that you're doing in the community soon that directly connects with really your vision. So why don't you go ahead and just share a little bit about whether you want to start with the community event first and share what that is or go into what your ministry is, um, whatever you want, but share with us. I'll try to blend them together. So (laughs) I'll talk about the event. The event is um, October 21st at Lifehouse Church, um, probably starting around 6 in the evening, going till about 9. And we'll be bringing Tommy Walker of Tommy Walker Ministries here. Um, I have some notes on who you know his ministry, and I don't want to belabor it. But he's he's well known. He's been for thirty years um, going around the world. He writes a lot of songs that are scripture songs, and then he'll maybe add a little chorus of his own creativity into the scripture. And he also does a lot of hymns. He'll just sing a hymn, but then he'll add another little modernized part to the hymn. Um, so he's he's coming to Bakersfield, and this is a big deal. Um, so he's well known in the in the worship community, or yeah, very well um, known here. And so you partnered with him because uh, he's uh, he te- he teaches at um, Biola and at La Mirada. He's written over three hundred fifty songs, currently tracked by CCLI, uh, and uh, sung in churches around the world. He knows my name. That's why we praise him. Only a God like you, morning into dancing. I have hope. We will remember. He's worked with Maranatha Music, Integrity Music, Lifeway Worship. Wow. Uh, he's worked with Andre Crouch, Rick Warren, Jack Hayford, you know, Joni Erickson Tata, Greg Laurie. Wow. That was in that Revolution, Jesus Revolution oh movie, gosh. Greg Laurie, you know. Yes. People like that. He's an amazing guy. And it's, the thing, uh, the reason I'm bringing him is because, two reasons. He, he sings scripture songs, which we'll get to what, what my big thing is. But also his heart. He ever gives everything away all his music and he gives and he teaches people how to sing his songs he gives guitar lessons online he has the heart where he shares about um 
you know, what's the value of, of worship and why do we worship and, and having the heart. So many people now, it's flashing lights and a stage and look at me, I'm so great. And he's got the right, the right heart. And that's what attracts me to him and, and also the fact he's singing scripture. And then also we'll have uh, that night our own Charlene Neal. She's uh, at Valley Baptist Church. She's, um, she's incredible. Um, she's a vocal producer, worship leader. And, of course, the main thing is we're going to have Jesus. Well, I'll talk about <laughs> him. He's the main, main attraction. But she's, uh, she 15 years she toured with the Grammy-winning gospel group Israel, a new breed. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. She's uh, worked with uh, Ricardo Sanchez, B.J. Putnam, Lucia Parker. Um, she's actually worked with, you know, Gunger and um, Bethany Music. And she's been on stage with Aretha Franklin, Chris what? Tomlin, Michael W. Smith. Amazing. Uh, to- Kirk Franklin, Toby Mack, Hillsong, many, many others. So she's... a uh, like a treasure we have in Bakersfield that a lot of people don't even know how gifted this woman is. And she just put out a new album that's Charlene Neal. So she'll be there sort of as an opening. Uh, I don't call it an act. It's really not an act because we're coming there. We're coming there to lift up Jesus. This is about Jesus and his word. Amen. And she'll be there and Tommy Walker. And then the third uh, component to this is my ministry or our word for word ministries. Okay. And we'll have... Um, what what our ministry is all about is a kind of a revolution in uh, Christian liturgy and Christian worship, and I'd say mostly Christian education and discipleship. Uh, it's less, uh, I mean, it's worshipful, but it's more of a Christian education discipleship mechanism, whereby we sing the scripture, but we don't just sing isolated verses like it's been done for decades. We sing entire chapters entire books it's all set to music we have grammy nominated singers and world-renowned musicians and we produce this music over time um i've composed the whole new testament essentially to music and some of the old and we're producing it as i get funds to produce so we'll have kids there like from different christian schools that have taken this up like stockdale christian uh, they will probably have about a hundred kids from Stockdale Christian in a big choir. They'll sing the whole chapter John, first chapter of John, the Gospel of John's fifty-one verses. I just had in Myanmar, and you know it's called Burma, Myanmar, in um, some orphans over there. In six weeks, they memorized all fifty-one verses of John chapter one in six weeks in English, which is not even their primary language. They're Burmese. Wow. I mean, that's how music works. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm an educational psychologist, minister, and a composer. So, you know, I have a whole book. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to get into my book, but I have a whole book on the historicity of music in the Bible and the theology of it and, and the science of memory and, all, and what, what constitutes. We talked a little before the show started about, well, what about music and, and, and memorization and I mentioned how the, the Hindus have the Vedas, which are 100,000 verses. And they pass the, the Vedas down for a full thousand years. Just think of that. A thousand years without ever writing them down, word for word, without any mistakes. They, syllable by syllable by syllable in a very intricate musical system. Wow. And that's three times the length of the Bible, 100,000 verses. Our Bible's a 33,000 plus. 
And then the the Muslims, they sing the Quran, or they, they don't call it singing, they call it recitation. But it's kind of like a chanting, singing approach. Millions of them, millions wow. of them have memorized the entire Quran. Now get this. The Quran is only supposed to be recited in Arabic. So you have people that live in Pakistan or actually Indonesia, which is the largest. People don't realize that's the largest Muslim country in the world. Most Muslims in the world in, in Indonesia, Pakistan, countries like that, that don't even speak Arabic. Yet they have memorized the entire Quran in, Ara- in Arabic in a, in a language that's not their own. Now, think of that. So, how many people that, like, let's, we're, I'm English-speaking primarily. That would be like me memorizing the whole New Testament in German and singing it. <laughs> we don't even, at a, so the deal is, the Lord's like, put this assignment on me. Like, where are we, church? Come on, get with the program. Wow. <laughs> so, now we're setting the whole New Testament, producing it to music so we can sing it and we can met it's it's not about memorization per se it's about meditation wow. meditate on his word day and night because i love you know i teach in bible college so and i yeah. love teaching and i love study but what is one of the primary things god says to do about the word meditate on my word day and night psalm one you know you talking joshua have these words should be in your heart and on your lips we're supposed to be and the word meditate like in psalm one kind of means mutter it means you're speaking yes. it you're not just you're not quiet you're not just quietly meditating like eastern meditation it's an active meditation yes. where you're speaking it singing it reciting it and so that is the transformative thing but when we meditate on this word if you seen the promises he gives what did jesus say if you are in me and my words live in you what did he say he said you ask of me what you want anything will be nothing will be impossible for you ask whatever you want and psalm one it says the blessed is the man who you know he meditates on the word day and night he'd be like a tree planted by rivers of water brings forth his fruit in season and everything he does he will prosper now, we don't measure prosperity like the world does. That doesn't mean we're all going to be Bill Gates. It means we'll prosper in the callings and the, the activities that God has assigned to us before the world began. Ephesians talks about that uh, before the world and the foundation of the world, he prepared good works for us that we were to walk in. Each of us has a set of tasks that were literally, before you were ever born, before you took your first breath, in God's mind, he saw Caitlin, he saw me, he saw every Christian, he says... I have a special plan for that person. And I, these are the works. And so many times what I pray over people, and I pray over this, all of us right here in this room today, right now, and everybody listening, I pray, Lord, let every good work that you prepare before the foundation of the world for this, these people, for me, for Caitlin, for all of us here, let it be completed. Complete the work. Complete the work in us. You know, he Christ is being formed in us. His spirit comes in and transforming us into his image. That's the Christianity. That's what true Christianity is. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And how do we get Christ in us? There's parallel passages in Ephesians chapter 5, 18, and parallels with uh, Colossians three sixteen and 17. In Ephesians 5, it talks about be filled with the spirit. 
speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody unto the Lord, right? So how, if you want to be, and that's, that word is in the Greek, it's continuously being filled. Be continuously being filled with the Spirit. So every day you want to be continuously filled with the Spirit. We should be speaking to one another and to the Lord in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, interestingly, Paul wrote Colossians and he wrote Ephesians. But when he said the same thing to the Colossians, he changed it a little bit. And he said, let the Logos, the word of Christ, dwell in you, live in you, abide in you, richly speaking psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Yes. And then same, he goes on to say the same thing, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs unto the Lord with all your heart and then giving thanks and everything. So if we want to be filled with the Spirit, these are really, these are really parallel things. Letting Christ's word, meditating on it and letting it dwell and live in us and is part of being filled with the Spirit. It's the Spirit and the Word. It's always the Spirit and the Word. It's not one or the other. And we have churches that clash over, it's the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and it's the Word of God, and they're fighting over all these things. And here's this is one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing, and apologize for just talking, talking, talking here, but ser- seriously, this is one of the main reasons to this is because we build um, kingdoms, Christians, I, I'm... I'm, I'm with a little K, little king, K kingdoms. God wants us to build his kingdom, right? And we're out there and we got we, we plant our flag and we have this, this group and that group and this denomination and that denomination. Mm-hmm. And we say, no, this is what's right. And you know, that's what's right. The people down the block, they don't know what's right. We know what's right. And we, we're, we're, what, where are we really centering? We're centering ourselves way back in the think back. Everything starts in the Garden of Eden in the beginning. There's two trees, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And we're still running around in circles around the tree of knowledge of good. It's knowledge of good and evil. And we're still sort of worshiping that. We're still like Satan comes, yeah, just eat, keep eating of this tree and you'll be like God. You'll know good and evil. You'll be like him. And God says had the tree of life for them to eventually eat of, right? He said, but don't eat of that tree. You're not ready for that. I believe he would have let them eat that from that later, but they had to mature to this level of relationship and eat from the tree of life, that which would made them live forever. He had to kick them out of the garden uh, so they wouldn't live forever. So, I mean, I, I could get way off on all these, but there's, there's so much going. depth to the importance of this. So, so how do we how do we combat this? We have to come to the tree of life. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, look, you search the scriptures from the beginning to the end, and all the while they point to me, but you refuse to come to me. They're searching the scriptures. So what's wrong? They're, they're running around the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's the tree of knowledge of good. What's, what's better than knowing, knowing the Bible? So you can memorize the Bible, and you can have a wrong heart. It's not about just memorizing it. It's about taking the word in. Jesus says to those Pharisees, he says, look, the reason you don't come to me is because you don't have, you know, you would think, oh, he's going to say, you don't have the Holy Spirit. But he doesn't say that. He says, because you don't have my word. Now, wait a minute. You just said we searched the word day and night. He says, you don't have my word. What? Living in you, dwelling in you. 
The word is supposed to be living. We're supposed to meditate it on a day and night. We take it into our heart, not just our mind. We let the word transform us from within. We humble ourselves. And then when we talk to a brother with a, I see this in scripture, you see that, we, we come humbly preferring one another above ourselves, right? And then we, then we come together, and then the church can finally grow to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Ephesians 4. Which is the same thing, talking in Ephesians again as we're doing this. So I'll stop there because I can go on and on so many of these topics. Don't stop. I love yeah. what you're saying. I remember your class. You taught us the first book of Ephesians. Um, and I mean, honestly, there's so much that you said that is truly just really blowing me away in the best way because I never really put that into perspective so much of, you know, how we are still like we're, we're walking around, we're, um, dancing around this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And we have really put like, we've put wedges between ourselves and the body of Christ. And, you know, the reality is this, like, how are we really positioning ourselves to be seen in this world? Because the bottom line is like, we, we're, we obviously need to work relationally with one another as other Christians, but mm-hmm. people need the light. They need Jesus. Yes. So what is, what is going to make us attractive and, and really like desirable to the, to the people who need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we can't change and tweak the things that, that need to remain to try to accommodate to the world. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying like, how are we going to be salt in, in light to the earth? And what you're saying is just so good because you're right. Like we can memorize scripture, which is your ministry. But if our hearts are not right, then like it's, (laughs) that's such an issue. It's such an issue, but you have nevertheless provided a tool and you have tools within your ministry that allow people to memorize scripture in song. I don't know and, if that was really clear. And to meditate. And to meditate. And let it transform them. See, we judge the word. We say it says this, that. And then but based on our judgment of the word, we judge one another. God says, no, 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 no. Let the word come and judge you. Take the word in. Meditate on it. So, and that's why I do it to music because, oh, music, man. Like when you listen to the Gospels uh, sung and you sing the Gospels and you go through these stories, it's like you're in a movie. It's like you're transform, transported in time back to the time of Jesus. You know, when you, I, we sing about the passage where they're, they, he's, he, they take him out of the synagogue and they lead him up to the edge of the cliff and they're about to throw him over the cliff, you know. So I have to build. I wish we had some of the music we could I play know. right now. About to throw him over the cliff and it, the music's building, building. We're like, he's going to go over the cliff. And then all of a sudden, and Jesus just walks right through, passes right through them and the music changes. Or, or when the Satan Emotions. It's creating and, an emotional. and Satan and Jesus are having the temptation in the wilderness. I mean, some of the stuff's not the easiest stuff to write because now you got now you're speaking Satan's speaking, now Jesus is speaking, you know. But it's dramatic because it's music, and you, you, in your mind you're seeing this cinema, cinematography play really, out in your going mind. with the music. And imagine, there's nothing better than the imagination with music. You could go make try to make a movie, but I mean, I just love it because it's so personalized. And then the little kids, little kindergartners, singing whole chapters. And books of the Bible, and they're little kids, and they're going to grow up, and they'll never forget it because once music is implanted um, it, in the brain, it stays in and in the heart, and, and it goes into like eight to twelve regions of the brain. I write about this in my book, so it, it never goes away. You have it for life, and it's just so effective. What's your book, and how is it found? Is it on Amazon? 
No, I don't. I haven't even published it. It's oh. It's about what? What is it? Leaning away oh. from the mic. Word for word ministry vision: How to memorize the whole Bible word for word. Oh my um, goodness! And it goes into you know the science. When are uh, you publishing that? I don't know. I, I'm so I've got so many spinning so many plates I in the air. Buy your, I want to buy your. <laughs> it's book. The, I don't sell anything. Everything is given away here. Here's the Hinduism. What exactly did they accomplish? Uh, talk about that. You know, there's. Well, I should just read some of the titles in the table. Of yeah, content. read some of the titles because that's a that's um, appealing. Quantum leap, es- essence of change, um, living the dream, actuating a dream, the word of God extolled. I talk about like Abraham, like all the people that it's talk about the word of God, how powerful it is and changing. Uh, present day truth, the good news. I mean, we're going to run out of time, but. Uh, <laughs> You know. We look forward to it being published. <laughs> but this event, so we have about three minutes left on this yeah. broadcast. I yeah. feel like I've just been like <laughs> hanging on every word. I love listening to you talk. What you were saying was so amazing. Um, how do people hear about this event, and what do you encourage them to do? Um, uh, we're going to be registering. Um, opening registration? Online. Okay. Yeah. and um, Do you know where yet? Cause I do, and I, uh, <laughs> I'm probably blanking on it right now. I, it's like. Um, worship.ca I think yeah so you could maybe come back on before because it's not till October yeah it's not till October Um, but I wanted to give a little taste because this is maybe we can actually have some music when we come back I know yeah I'll I'll have you back on again in um, September how about that I'll reach out to you and then you can have the definitive of where registration is because it's not opened yet but listeners we're just encouraging you to keep your ears open for this because this is going to be a time and an opportunity for you to really learn and grow and some of these people that you say are coming um wow and if they want to if start getting into scripture and listening biblesong.com is that biblesong.com and i suggest you go there and hit the music tab and go to youtube you see all the videos there um we have all the words printed out and if you, you really know, not nature scenes with the music and all that stuff yeah I mean, there's a variety every kind of variety every kind of music are from you rock singing and on roll them to, I don't, I don't, occasionally, sometimes I'm a backup singer. Rarely do I sing. I, like I say, I have Grammy nominated singers and really good singers. I don't have anything cheesy. I think this is, this is a new thing. It's a, a historic paradigm shift in Christian education. I want it to be really quality. That's amazing. So I think you'll find all the, we have about a third of the New Testament produced uh, at this point. Not quite a third, but a lot of chapters, a lot. And then a lot of the kids in Indonesia and other countries, you see them singing, you know, Hundreds of videos of all these kids from different nations in Asia where it really caught on caught on fire. So, Oh, my goodness. What an amazing <laughs> ministry. Well, thank God. It's his, it's it's his. his ministry. It's his, but it's just, it's just amazing. Well, thank you for your time and being obedient. And I am so looking forward to this event. I'm going to go to this event. And um, I'm going to have you back on. So you can share when it's going to be, I mean, where the registration is going to be and all the details. Um, listeners, if you want to hear more about his uh, ministry, again, go to BibleSong.com. Right. And if you want to know more about Summit, go to SummitBibleCollege.com. We are getting ready for, in fact, by the time this is aired, we had just started. <laughs> this is pre-recorded. We've just started our summer quarter, but it's not too late for you to get um, get into the college. So reach out to us at info at SummitBibleCollege.com. Even if you just want to let us know that you heard this broadcast, and I will tell you that this is also available on all major podcasts under the Summit show. So you can subscribe to the Summit podcast and let us know if you heard it's such a pleasure why don't you pray for the listeners before we go about 30 seconds lord we just come before you the king of kings lord of lords 
We humble ourselves before you. We thank you that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, and whom there's no shadow of variableness or shadow of changing, and that all good things come from you, that with you nothing is impossible. All things are possible with God. So the possibilities for each person's life that's listening right now are just ginormous. But we have to come to you with humility. We have to open up our hearts. We have to kneel before you and receive the living word into our hearts. Receive your spirit. Receive your word. And live for you each and every day, one day at a time. We pray this for everybody in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College.